Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The idea of a third shot as part of how you get fully vaccinated uh, is something we're learning and it's probably right. Um, particularly for vulnerable people. So there's no doubt in my mind that people who are in nursing homes, people who are frail elders, people with chronic diseases, people with immunocompromised states, they need to be getting that third shot uh, probably about six months after their second shot. That's where the science and data is. No doubt we want the FDA to fully approve that. We want the CDC to approve it. We don't want to get ahead of the process. But the evidence for vulnerable people needing a third shot, I think, is coming into focus. I have never uttered that sentence in my life. I don't want to get ahead of the process. I've never said that. <laughs> You're not the sort of person that would say that sort of thing. No, he is um, So I mentioned earlier, New York Times uh, Daily Brief today, your chance of getting sick from COVID if you've been vaccinated is really, really low. Despite various anecdotal evidence stories you've heard out there, it's really, really low. But then we got texts from people. My husband and I are just like you, I suppose. We're both fully vaccinated, and our first grader brought it home, and we both have been sick for over 10 days. And we got somebody said, and they're in the Phoenix area, said, I'm quite sick and was vaccinated, so I'm one. Um, Well, that that, that rings Those are anecdotal, obviously. If it's roughly one in 5,000, I mean, I'm not bragging or anything, but we have many, many, many thousands of people listening. So, yeah, it would be a handful. Well, the reason I bring that up, since, you know, even while it's small, it does exist, a new study from Israel found, because they're into their third shot now, their booster shot, 12 days after you get the third dose of Pfizer's vaccine, your relative risk of a confirmed COVID-19 infection decreased 11-fold, and the relative risk of severe illness decreased 10-fold. So it had seemed that that third shot really, really knocks it back. Your I'm sorry. I'm sick. sorry. I'm sorry. Are you expressing reductions as multiples? I cannot. I'm reading. Anymore. I'm reading the story as written. I knew I you would pick would up like on that. I like to grab by the neck everybody who says that, thinking it makes them sound clever. There were ten times less infections. What the f does that mean? Do you mean <laughs> one tenth of the infections? Then say that. <laughs> God, I hate that. <laughs> Tell me this. Tell me this, my pseudo-intellectual oh, dip-ass friends. What would one times less mean? What does that mean? You know what would be a funny thing to do? Like Punch I do somebody gr- in the eye for saying that? <laughs> like every night before bed, I do a gratitude list. It's like the only thing that keeps me sane. But what if at the end of every day, maybe I'll start doing this, you write down what made you maddest today. And it would be funny that if the end of a day, the thing that made you the maddest, and it certainly might be true, somebody expressed a decrease as a multiple. And that's what made you the maddest today. And for me, it might be um, the little milk thing where you're supposed to cardboard thing. It wouldn't open. So I tried to do the other side and still wouldn't open. And I had to get a knife. I mean, if you wrote down the thing that made you the maddest every single day and it turns out yeah. to be relatively trivial, it'd almost be like doing a gratitude list, wouldn't it? it this is the worst thing that happened to me today. Side of that coin, right? Yeah. Yeah. This Although is the I worst thing that happened to me today. You'd need some sort of angrometer. 
attached to you. So you could so it wouldn't be open to your interpretation. You would have to just look at the curve, the data, you know, the little needle like a lie detector and whoa, I hit a nine point seven talking about expressing reductions as multiples. That's the maddest I got today. The woman at the grocery store in front of me wrote a check. I mean, if that's the thing that made me the maddest today, I got a pretty good life. Yeah, 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 probably so. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, the point of that was the booster shot, it seems, really knocks it back a lot further. So if it's pretty unlikely to get a case of COVID with the vaccine now, you get the booster shot, it really goes down, the breakthrough case. Gimme. I'll get one as soon as it's uh, ready. I can't even remember so when I got my shot. Yeah, yeah. I know oh, mine. Speaking of the Chinese bat fever, and don't tune out, my friends. You got to trust us. There's some really interesting stuff out on whether, well, I'm sorry, on to what extent masks work. There's some pretty oh good science out there, and nobody is going to be fully, uh, fully exonerated or thrilled by the result. Because well, people are separated is, into camps, and they're they're arguing this like it's a, their favorite sports team. Well, part of the problem is using the generic term masks. There are people that wear the N95s. There are people that wear the medical one like me that's got all kinds of holes around it. There are people that just use the cloth around their nose, which is shown that might actually be worse than nothing. And they're all called masks. Well, my friend, I am miles ahead of you. You should mask your comments because I I have studies that have actually answered those very questions. So uh, stay okay. tuned for that. Plus, this is on The Intercept, which used to be Glenn Greenwald's uh, outlet, but then they turned super liberal. Like, like, I'm sorry, that's not true. They turned like woke, angry, nasty, dishonest woke, and shoved a lot of the real uh, journalists out of there. I bring this up because this is something you're more likely to hear out of uh, Fox News or the Washington Examiner. So I'm not sure exactly what to think in terms of the source. But the one thing The Intercept does is they receive leaks from people. They're, they're big into publishing what whistleblowers send them. And newly released documents provide details of U.S.-funded research on several types of coronaviruses at the infamous Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. The Intercept has obtained more than 900 pages of documents detailing the work of EcoHealth Alliance, which is that U.S.-based health organization that used federal money to do the secondary grants, or what's that term? I can't remember. Uh, to fund bat coronavirus research at the Chinese laboratory. Trove of documents includes two previously unpublished grant proposals funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, as well as project updates relating to EcoHealth Alliance research, which has been scrutinized amid increased interest in the origin of the pandemic. Yes, old Peter Dazak's name is right in the middle of all this. Wow. This is a roadmap to the high-risk research that could have led to the current pandemic, said the executive director of U.S. Right to Know, a group that's been investigating the origins of COVID-19. One of the, what time is it? Yeah, we got a minute. One of the grants titled Understanding the Risk of Bat Coronavirus Emergence outlines an ambitious effort led by EcoHealth Alliance President Peter Dazak to screen thousands of bat samples for novel coronaviruses. The research also involves screening people who work with live animals. The document contains several critical details about the research in Wuhan, including the fact that key experimental work with humanized mice Help me, help me. 
was conducted. Wait a second. You can't just gloss over a term like humanized mice and keep reading. Humanized mice? What about my rights? What the hell's a humanized mouse? Well, they can they can inject like a gene something or others into the mice so they react more like humans would. They can drive a car, but they can't fly a plane. Well, they can't reach the pedals, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Ah, the humanized mice. Uh, <laughs> the, the documents in, contain several critical details about the research in Wuhan, including the fact that key experimental, experimental work with the talking mice, I'm assuming, was conducted in a <laughs> biosafety level three lab at the Wuhan University Center for Animal Experimentation, um, not at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, as was previously assumed. The documents raise additional questions about the theory that the pandemic may have begun in a lab accident, an idea that Dazak has aggressively dismissed. So, yeah. again... It could have been at one of the related labs where they were playing with bat coronaviruses with a hazmat level three, biosafety level three, which I'm told is significantly lower than four. Four is hazmat suits, negative uh, pressure uh, rooms, super high uh, quality and technology filtering. Uh, level three is more like, remember, wash your hands, everybody. So this is this is big. Uh, well, I, I have more information. It's a long report. I got to distill more of it down. But there was all sorts of crazy s going on in Wuhan, dealing with novel bat coronaviruses, financed by this Peter Daszak through Anthony Fauci and company, and every denial you've heard of. The lab leak theory has come either from the Chinese communists or somebody whose ass will, pardon me, be grass when the facts are finally known, if they'll ever be known. Circumstantially speaking, it's all about the lab. That last phrase you said is a big one, if it will ever be known, because I. There's a lot of forces in play. Anyway, you give the Shycom six, eight months to cover their tracks, they'll do a pretty good job. With the help of uh, Fauci and some others that want to cover their tracks, they want this story and to go away. And the American media. Yeah. And yeah, and the American media, because Fauci's the other side of Trump. So it doesn't really matter what he is or what he did or what he says. He's the other side of Trump. Nope. Uh, one last thing on the COVID. Italy is looking at making vaccinations mandatory for everyone. Well, how different is that than the United States? Mandatory for every citizen in the country. That's what they're looking at doing in Italy. Wow. And it's also interesting now because they're the first country that got hit. Remember, the whole thing was about Italy in the very, very beginning, back in March of 2020. A year and a half later, and it's still so bad that they're looking at mandatory vaccinations for everyone. Oh, and I have to pay off that mask thing, too, at some point. So yep. uh, we'll get to that this hour, we promise. I don't want to cool. COVID you to death. Probably a poor choice of words. Yeah, that's an awful choice of words. Only a, 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 a demon would say something like that. It's just... <laughs> Awful. Well, let's um, take a break. I gotta go feed my humanized mice. <laughs> yeah, it's pizza gruesome. night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I caught a human mouse in a trap and their little head and their oh, tail. Oh, my just... leg. My leg. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Good morning, all. I'm Tom Brokaw here with Jane Pauley. Good morning. And the newest member, old Uncle Willard. Good morning, Willard. I'm singing to my Jane while standing in a rain. Like that's my agent there juggling. He's been doing that with my career for 40 years. Happy birthday to you. You belong in the zoo. Happy birthday to all of our friends who have birthdays today. I'm going to be fading off into the sunset. Yes, sir. After 130 years at NBC, and I'm going over yonder. All right, where's yonder? Over yonder. Happy birthday. Willard Scott, TV meteorologist for the Today Show, passed over the weekend. A beloved part of all of our lives. Actually, as I've been doing morning radio all of my life, I was only dimly aware of the dude. (laughs) Willard Scott, 100% chance of mortality, he predicted. (laughs) Ow. Um, I don't know. Too much. Too soon. Celebrity meteorologist. All right. Whatever. Um, Seemed like a nice enough guy. Wallets are over, says the Wall Street Journal. A couple of states have passed laws and they're thinking this places where your driver's license, work ID, whatever, is on your phone. Yeah, a couple of states have now passed a law where they'll accept your driver's license being part of your phone wallet or whatever it is you have. So there you go. Thought that Feels was a little all my eggs in one baskety. Yes, it does. So you lose your phone. I mean, already you lose your phone and it's like I don't know how to call anybody. I don't know how. I don't know my bank account num- num- number. Now you don't even have an ID. Yeah. To even I don't get know, started. I love to get... that. Yeah. yeah. Talked about this earlier. I wanted to mention it again because we got this text uh, when we were talking about Jack, you're an elitist bad word. Uh, they called me for pointing something out. The headline is Millions in U.S. lose jobless aids, jobless aid as federal benefits expire. More than 7 million people are losing all their benefits. Nearly 3 million more people are losing $300 weekly boosts all this week. Uh, It's the greatest, it's the most abrupt end to the greatest welfare program we've ever had in American history. And every article I've seen about it quotes various people, you know, here's a single mom or here's a construction dude or whatever it is, and how awful it is that they're going to lose their check this week. There's no mention at any point anywhere of all the people that have had jobs this whole time, which is the majority of us. While there were a lot of people that lost their jobs, the vast majority of us got to keep our job or kept working by choice, and uh, we're the ones paying all those bills. You'd think they'd like want to mention us at some point, like what we think of it. But it's as if they never constituency doesn't exist at all. That the the tax it is as if, the work it is as if it is as if that constituency doesn't exist at all. That is exactly right. The only group is the millions of people that have been getting the benefits all this time, and there's plenty of data, including common sense, to lead you to believe that there are some people. I don't know how many, but there are some people that aren't working because they're getting government money. Well, sure. We've we've gotten some great emails from folks who've said, look, I just simply did the math. It made much more sense to take the yep. benefits. And some of you are working side hustles for cash and the rest of it. You're, you're economic beasts, as you should be. You're doing what's right for you. If the government's got their hand out with the, you know, a big old gold coin, take it. Washington Post quotes a woman, one of many people they quoted. I don't understand how anyone in Washington cannot know how normal people, their friends, families, and cousins who are going through this are really going to be struggling when they lose this check. How don't you quote somebody who's been working the whole time? 
the whole time. He says, I don't know. I've been working the entire time, and a big chunk of my taxes is going to pay for these people who aren't working. They never quote that guy, ever, or woman. I just think it's interesting. Well, did they um, ever address the question of a vaccinated person, why they can't work anyway, or why they're hesitating to work? I mean, you hear about the, the immune-compromised cancer patient and all, but that's that's an open and shut case. Everybody gets that. That's not the millions and millions of people getting those benefits. Side story, why America has 8.4 million unemployed and 10 million job openings. 10 million job openings, 8.4 million unemployed. There's a big mismatch at the moment between jobs available and what workers want, they said. Without recognizing or hitting upon the fact that there are a lot of people out there working jobs that they don't want. Maybe half of people working right now today are working a job they don't want. So the idea that whether you want the job or not, is that that big a factor? I can understand why if you had a cool job before that you liked and paid well, you don't want to go work at a restaurant now. But the person that's working at the restaurant you ate at last week, they probably don't want to be doing that job either. But it's the only job they got to pay their bills. Well, there's an alternative now. The government will pay your bills. Your fellow taxpayer will pay your bills. Yes, and then I like this line from the Washington Post. Some anticipate a surge in job seekers as the benefits dry up. Really? Right. Right. Yeah, I saw yeah. the line. Some will be forced to seek work. Oh, no. No. What kind of world is this? So if that makes me an elitist P word for looking out for the taxpayer, I, I guess I'll just have to uh, just have to take that. Do masks work next? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you missing the adrenaline of arguing with your loved ones about Trump? Getting in fights at work and making enemies out of strangers on the internet? What if I told you there was a way to get back to that feeling? A way to separate the world into two different camps and you're either with us or against us. So close you'll say I can't believe it's not fighting about Trump. Fighting about the vaccine. I just don't understand why you won't do it. Look, if you're vaccinated, why do you care if I am? Well, maybe some people can't get vaccinated. Fighting you're about vaccinated. the vaccine. If you stop spreading disinformation, you would see that cases are out. Deaths are the only thing we should be looking at. Just get it. I'm not putting some experimental drug in my body. You do actual drugs. After Trump, I had all this rage and no one to direct it to until my uncle started telling me his COVID theories. Then I just started yelling at him at the top of my lungs and things felt normal again. After Trump, I wasn't really sure who to follow. And then my wife demanded I get vaccinated. So naturally, I told her to off, at which point I realized this is me. This is who I've always been. Whether you think every man and child should be tied down and forced to take it against their will, or you'd rather have COVID injected in your veins than hear the word vaccine. Fighting about the vaccine. Replace that old personality with a new personality. Focused entirely on vaccine, vaccine policy, and everything vaccine related. Fighting about the vaccine. Well, there's a new strain. We're dead. Here we go with the fear monster. You don't think we should be worrying about a deadly virus? That's what you think? Fighting about the vaccine. What, so I should just lose my job? Sorry, I care about saving lives. You know, it's disproportionately affecting minorities. And uh, it ends with them uh, trading. I have something I want you to read. Yeah, I have something I want you to read. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting about the vaccine.
Uh, I'm not taking an experiment, experimental drug. You take actual drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the brilliant Ryan Long. We have the video posted at armstrongandgetty.com. Nice job, Ryan. Really, really good. Uh, so, There's a uh, little bit of truth to that. There's a little bit of truth to that, that people oh, missed. Oh, I'd say there is. Hell yeah. People missed the, I need something to, to hate other people about and be mad about. Uh, Trump's gone. Uh, I know, masks. The moral clarity of oversimplified beliefs and hatreds. That word was hatreds. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the masks work or not? We get a lot of emails on this. There's a lot of government policy that ranges from the utterly restrictive to the wide open. Then, of course, if a uh, state has fairly uh, mask-free practices and they get hit with the vid, that's immediately cited as the cause. Then, as you pointed out earlier, Jack, it's now ripping through the blue states, the, the Delta variant, and nobody has much to say about it in the mainstream media. But anyway, the whole question of masks I... has been omnipresent. I wear a Lone Ranger mask. Does that protect me from anything? Absolutely, it does, yes. Uh, so a couple of things. One, a bit of misinformation that we see a lot is people say, look, the, the COVID virus is X number of microns, and the opening in a cloth mask is the blanket, so it goes right through them. Well, that overlooks the fact that the virus doesn't escape on its own. It's got to travel on droplets. So the question is the size of the droplets that come out of your mouth and your nose, not the size of the virus, okay? I have big honking droplets. I mean, like the oh, size boy. of a golf ball. Oh, boy, that's a delightful thought. Um, having said that, and keep in mind, I don't, I almost said I don't care. I am not rooting for one thing nor the other. I never have. I've never been in one camp or the other with the vid, other than the blaming the Chinese communists on it, and we'll continue to do that. But uh, big new study, and I have it in front of me, and I could uh, I could dive into the actual study, or I'd re- I'll read the summary for you. KN95 masks and N95 masks are much, much better than surgical masks and cloth masks. I think we all assume that, right? Yeah, I know that when I throw on the uh, surgical mask, I'm I'm just fulfilling the requirement to walk into the business. That's that's the main reason I'm putting the mask on. Yeah, filtering the droplets is the Speaking key thing. Moistly. That's right, Mr. Prime Minister. That is the question. Uh, the the more commonly used cloth masks, and again, this was a, a pretty big study. I could get into the particulars of it, but um, the commonly uh, worn cloth masks, the way people wear them, filter like 10%. 10%. 10%. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Surgical boy. masks, barely better. That's around 12%. Really? So the mask that I wear and have been wearing every day for a year and a half, 12%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. amazing. Um, let's see. Everybody at the park yesterday. Everybody at the park yesterday. Man, woman, child. Outside, where you can't spread it anyway, wearing a mask. Usually these wear kind. A cloth mask outdoors, you are an idiot. You do not have the capacity for rational thought. Or... Or perhaps you are immune compromised, that sort of thing, which you're just being hyper cautious, and that's your right. But if you or, are not one of those there's people, an, there's another or. It's the or you're just trying to get people to leave you alone. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. Well, so you can walk into the business and not have people yell at you. That's like I said, I put on my mask fully knowing it doesn't do much, but yeah, I just but I, 
I did say outdoors. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, surgical masks, about 12%. The KN95 masks are about 46%. And the R95 mask, which I know nothing about, is 60%. I've never even um, heard of an R95 mask. That's like a scuba gear. So, uh, even this the is, N- Jack, this study was published in the Journal of Physics of Fluids. Wow. Um, so even the vaunted N95 mask is only 40%? Uh, I think it was uh, 46%. So? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So not not useless, but in the case of the uh, the cloth mask, uh, pretty damn close to useless. At well, yeah, according reason- to this study, and I will caution you this, proving once again that I am a, I'm a, like the model referee slash umpire. I don't give an S who wins. Um, uh, it may well be a study every bit as respectable as this comes out tomorrow noon and contradicts this because we've seen that many, many times. Yeah. Um, I know someone who, uh, was a, Vaccinated and got pretty sick. I realize that's anecdotal evidence. And according to the New York Times today, it's a one in 5,000 chance. If you live in a highly infected area where it's like traveling around, most areas of the country, it's like a one in 10,000 chance. So if you're vaccinated, it's just it's really not anything to worry about. And mm-hmm. I don't worry about it. I do not spend, of all the things I'm going to concern myself with today, I will not think once about catching the, the COVID. I'll wear a mask several times because you have to where I live, to go in places. I realize we got people listening around the country are like, what are you talking about? I know I couldn't find a mask if I had to. I haven't worn one in so long. But right. it's not the way it is here. Well, the important part is that it's arbitrary, emotional, and not, in spite of their claims, based on the science. Well, that's the one thing it's not. Right. And when will it freaking be over? I mean, just I, I just want say. it to be over. <laughs> I know. So over this. So not enjoying this anymore. No. no- novelty is way gone on the old oh. Chinese bat virus. Oh. And just and the various authoritative would-be little Hitlers with their directives and their their You remember in the early days of this when they were shutting golf courses? And and I, who, who I got like a seventh grade education. I'm a I'm a degenerate drunk. Nobody listens to me. But I said, look, it's impossible to transmit a disease outdoors at a golf course. Yet you had sit, the counties and states that were shutting parks for f's sake. And you know the, the presence of some Chinese bad fever is bad enough. But just having these tin horn little dictators barking orders at us all. Good lord! If this didn't make you a, a libertarian, there's no hope for you. I was at a business the other day. I got uh, yelled at. Probably overstating it, but sternly talked to by the person there because I took a pen from the sterilized pen bucket to sign some piece of paper and almost put it back in the sterilized oh, pen bucket instead of Lord. the needs-to-get-sterilized-later bucket, which I'm wondering if you actually do that, or do you just, at the end of the day, take all those pens from that bucket and put them back in that bucket? <laughs> Since you can't really catch the thing from services anyway, you know, wh- wh- why are we doing this? I know. I'm For who's amusement? Yeah, well, we're shaking our heads, sadly. So <laughs> over this crap. 
Well, for whose amusement? Half the population is loving it. They love to feel afraid. They love to be pampered by the government and told what to do. And they love to show how, what a good boy and girl they are by following every rule. They actually enjoy it. God, you people make me want to vomit. (laughs) You think that's what it is? There's a lot of that, yeah. yeah. And it's, well, we've talked about it. It's the tribal signaling. That's a big part of it. Um, This happened over the weekend. Chinese-owned TikTok overtook YouTube for average watch time in the United States and the U.K. Think about the billions of hours people spend watching YouTube in America. TikTok just overtook it, and everybody knows, well... Maybe you don't know. You should know that uh, the Chinese company TikTok is all about. It gets onto your phone and that app steals all kinds of crap. And... Now, come on, China. But nobody cares. Nope. Nope. There are funny videos, really creative stuff on there. But there's a dog looking like it dances like a person. <laughs> I love that. Here's my bank account information. Chairman Xi says, thank you very much. Capitalist running dog. And capitalist dancing dog. <laughs> uh, we'll finish strong with something. Got lots of notes from other news items, or I don't know. Maybe we'll sing show tunes. I don't know how we'll finish. That's all coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. So there was a very influential book written back in 2002, called The Emerging Democratic Majority. And it was a really big book in democratic politics, and basically it was making the argument that uh, demographics are destiny for the politics of the country, and the shrinking number of white people and the growing number of brown people means the Democrats are about to have a permanent majority. And people on the left and right believed this for a time. And uh, Democrats were openly longing. This is, I'm reading from the Washington Examiner, Byron York piece about this. Democrats were openly longing for the day when white people would no longer be a majority in the United States. Michael Moore, the film director, said, The Census Bureau has already told us that by 2050, white people are going to be the minority. And I'm not sad to say I can't wait until that day happens. So strange. Um, It is weird. It is weird. Uh... So recent census information came out, and you probably heard that the percentage of white people shrunk to the lowest level it's ever been in the United States. Not surprising. And the usual suspects, like Michael Moore, were delighted. He called the day the census findings were released the best day ever in U.S. history. <laughs> because we're less white people. It's, that, is, that, it's, that is its own interesting topic. This whole hating your own race thinking that you're the cause of problems and that other races are automatically going to make things better. It's just, it's weird on like 15 different levels. And it's racist, obviously, because you're attaching all kinds of like motives and personality traits to a skin color. Well, and it's desperate virtue signaling. You're just trying to show how enlightened you are, and self-loathing is the clearest proof of enlightenment. And it also ignores it ignores all of human history to claim, oh, no, no, no. White people have been bad in the majority, but a different majority will be virtuous and angelic. Come on. But it turns out none of that 
matters really that much anyway, since a lot of Hispanic voters are moving away from the Democratic Party. Now, the same guy that wrote that book called The Emerging Democratic Majority is writing about the latest census information, saying, Hispanic voting trends have not been favorable for the Democrats. According to Catalyst, it's a company that looked into this, in 2020, Latinos had an amazingly large 16-point shift toward Trump. 16 points in 2020. That's after kids in cages and the supposedly racist language and dog whistle this and whatever crap that we were being told by the mainstream media Donald Trump was doing. Inhumane remain in Mexico policy, which the courts just told the Biden administration they have to reenact. And they've secretly said, oh, thank God. Thank God. In 2020, Latinos had an amazingly large 16 point margin shift toward Trump. Among Latinos, Cubans did have the largest shift toward Trump, 26 points. But those of Mexican origin also had a 12 point shift. People from Mexico or Mexican origin 12% more people were in favor of Trump than when he first came into office after seeing his policies. Nobody's reporting this, by the way, or is aware of it. Even Puerto Ricans moved toward Trump by 18 points. Moreover, Latino shifts toward Trump were widely dispersed geographically. Hispanic shifts toward Trump were not confined to Florida, 28 points, and Texas, 18 points, but also states like Nevada, 16 points, Pennsylvania, 12, Arizona, 10, and Georgia, 8. That is bad, bad news for the Democratic Party that once saw a growing number of Hispanic voters as its path to permanent dominance. It should also make a Republican strategist think long and hard about what drew those Hispanic voters to the GOP during Trump years and keep doing it. Yeah, that's funny. I was thinking uh, that uh, Democrats might want to take a look at what's going on here and think perhaps uh, our policies at the border aren't what most Hispanics like. But the Republican Party should think about it, too, and think, how did we attract these people? What was Trump doing or saying that made the number of Hispanics go up? And let's keep doing it. Yeah, I have a feeling the border stuff was something close to a wash with Hispanics. But the one thing I will tell you is that Hispanics are, to a large extent, and I hate to stereotype people because I'm a fan of independent thinking, but Hispanics are not down with the uber-woke thing. Definitely not. The 52 genders, these men showing their penis to little girls in a spa. Not down with that sort of thing. I don't want the show to be over, but I am ready. Has there ever been a time in history where the elites of a particular race were wishing for the demise of their own race? I wonder. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew leading off. The Michelangelo in the control room, our technical director, Michael. Yeah, earlier in the show, Jack suggested uh, making a list at the end of the day for what makes you angry. What made you angry that day? For me, it would be if someone in my family bought a name brand product when there was a generic equivalent available. That would make me angry. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, young Alex, our producer, has a final thought to share. Alex? Yes, I watched a lot of baseball this weekend. My beloved Giants took down the Dodgers over the weekend. There's 24 games left. I'm starting to think this team might be for real. Yeah, could be. That was exciting. Yep, yep. Love pennant race baseball. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? I might actually start doing that. So I do a gratitude list tonight. I might start doing the what thing made me the angriest today. And if it 
turns out to be relatively trivial trivial in retrospect, which it probably will be nine out of ten times, that might change a person's entire perspective on life. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Try it. Let me know how it works out. Uh, my final thought is uh, on that demographics book we were discussing. The need to make sweeping pronouncements about what's going to happen in the future I find so amusing. Just remember Newton's third law about, you know, for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. Don't fall for static analysis. Okay, so if the country becomes much more brown and the Democratic Party is has one party rule, no opposition, what do you think that will cause? Probably corruption and abuse within the Democratic Party, which means your prediction won't be true any longer. So quit with the sweeping pronouncements. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of good clicks. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. We'd like to see a world in which every person gets access to... It's true. Are you sure of that, dude? But if we don't... If we don't... I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna... And that might makes right has been the history of humankind and always will be. And you can have all the theories you want about the way things want to work, but if a big guy in a beard and a gun shows up and wants to smash your face, he gets to dictate, unless you can stop. On that high note, thank you all very much. (laughs)